welcome back to this episode of Hip Hop History. This week, we are talking about one of the most original and influential producers of all time. We start this episode on February 7th, 1974, when James Yancey was born and then raised in a house on the northeast corner of McDougal in Nevada on the east side of Detroit, Michigan. Yancey's parents had musical backgrounds. His mother, Marine Ma Duke Yancey, is a former opera singer and his father, Beverly DeWitt Yancey, was a jazz bassist and performed Globetrotters halftime shows for several years. Yancey's mother said that he could match pitch perfect harmony before he learned to speak. Along with a range of other musical genres, Yancey developed a passion for hip-hop music. After transferring from Davis Aerospace Technical High School to Pershing High School, he befriended his classmate T3 and Batten through their mutual interest in rap battles. The three later formed the rap group Slum Village. Yancey also took up beat making using a simple tape deck as the center of his studio. In his teenage years, he stayed in the basement alone to train himself to produce beats with his growing record collection. Clearly, this is an episode where if you already know who I'm talking about, you know. If not, don't worry. I will reveal James Yancey's stage name at the end of the episode. In 1992, Yancey met the Detroit musician Amp Fiddler, who let him use his IKEA MPC, a music workstation which he quickly mastered. Fiddler, while playing keyboards with Funkadelic on the 1994 Lollapalooza tour, met Q-Tip of a tribe called Quest, who were also on the lineup. Fiddler introduced Q-Tip to Yancey, who gave Q-Tip a Slum Village demo tape. In 1995, Yancey and MC Fat Cat formed the first down and became the first Detroit hip-hop group to sign with a major label, signing with Payday Records. The deal ended after one single when the label terminated. In 1995, Yancey recorded the Easter Years EP with five elements, a group consisting of Proof, who later would be part of B12, Time, and Mud. In 1996, he formed Slum Village and recorded what would become their debut album, Fantastic Volume 1, at R.G. Rice Studios. Upon its release in 1997, the album quickly became popular with fans of Detroit hip-hop. Many journalists compared Slum Village to a tribe called Quest. However, Yancey said he felt uncomfortable with the comparison and often voiced it in several interviews saying, it was kind of fucked up getting that stamp because people automatically put us in that tribe category. That was actually a category that we didn't actually want to be in. I hung around regular ass Detroit cats, not the backpacks and shit that people kept putting out there like that. I mean, I ain't never carried no goddamn backpack, but like I said, I understand to a certain extent. I guess that's how the beats came off on some smooth type shit. And at that time, that's when Rough Riders was out and there was a lot of hard shit on the radio. So our thing was we're gonna do exactly what's not on the radio. By the mid nineties, Yancey had a string of singles and remix projects for artists such as Janet Jackson, The Far Side, De La Soul, Busta Rhymes, A Tribe Called Quest, Q-Tip's solo album, and many others. Many of these productions were released without his name recognition being credited to the UMA, a production collective composed of Q-Tip, Ali Saheed Muhammad of A Tribe Called Quest, and later Rafael Sadiq of Tony Tony Tone. However, he was given songwriting credits on all of his non-remix productions under the UMA. He handled production on seven tracks from the Far Side's album, Lab Cabin California, released in the holiday season of 1995, and Hello, the debut album by Poe, released earlier that year on Modern Records. 2000 marked the major label debut of Slum Village with Fantastic Volume 2, creating a new following for Yancey as a producer and an MC. He was also a founding member of the collective known as the Soul Aquarius, along with Amir, Questlove, Thompson, D'Angelo, and James Poser, amongst others, which earned him more recognition. He subsequently worked with Erica Badu, Poe, Talib Kweli, and Common, contributing heavily to the latter's critically acclaimed breakthrough album like Water for Chocolate. His debut as a solo artist came in 2001 with the single Fuck the Police, followed by the album Welcome to Detroit, which began British independent record label BBE's Beat Generation series. In 2001, Yancey began using the name Yancey to differentiate himself. He left Slum Village to pursue a major label solo career with MCA Records. In 2002, Yancey produced Frank and Dank's 
48 hours, as well as a solo album, but neither record was ever released, although the former surfaced through bootlegging. When Yancey finished working with Frank and Danks on the 48 Hours album, NCA Records requested a record with a larger commercial appeal, and the artist re-recorded the majority of the tracks, this time using little to no samples. Despite this, neither version of the album were successful, and Yancey stated that he was disappointed that the music never got out to the fans. Around this time, Yancey also assisted in the production of singer and fellow soloquarians Balil's second album, Love for Sale. The singer credited Yancey with showing him a unique approach to drum programming. He had this thing where no matter what he picked up, he could bend his will into it. Just because you hear it so strong in your head, you can throw the funk in it. Yancey was signed to a solo deal with MCA Records in 2002. Although Yancey was known as a producer rather than an MC, he chose to rap on the album and have the music produced by some of his favorite producers, such as Madlib, Pete Rock, High Tech, Super Dave West, Kanye West, Wajid, and others. The album was shelved due to an internal change. The album was shelved due to internal changes at the label and MCA. While the record with MCA stalled, Yancey recorded Rough Draft, released exclusively to vinyl by German label Groove Attack. The album wasn't as popular, but his work from this point on was increasingly released through independent record labels. In a 2003 interview with Groove Attack, Yancey talked about his change of direction. You know, if I had a choice, skip the major labels and just put it out yourself, man. Trust me, I tell everybody it's better to do it yourself and let the indies come after you instead of going in their direction and getting a deal and you have to wait. It ain't fun. Take it from me. Right now, I'm on MCA, but it feels like I'm an unsigned artist still. It's cool. It's a blessing. But damn, I'm like, when's my shit gonna come out? I'm ready now. What's up? The Los Angeles producer and MC Madlib began collaborating with Yancey and the pair formed the group J-Lib in 2002, releasing an album called Champion Sound in 2003. Yancey relocated from Detroit to Los Angeles in 2004 and appeared on tour with J-Lib in spring 2004. Yancey's illness and medication caused dramatic weight loss in 2003 onwards, forcing him to publicly confirm speculation about his health in 2004. Despite a slower output of major releases and production credits in 2004 and 2005, his cult status remained strong within his core audience, as evidenced by unauthorized circulation of his underground instrumentals and raw work materials, mostly through internet file sharing. Yancey used an IKEA MPC-3000 and disabled a quantized feature to create a signature off-kilter sampling style. Before Yancey, most popular music had used one of two rhythmic fields, straight and swung, meaning that music was played in even or in uneven pulses. Articles and publications URB, March 2004, and XXL in June 2005 confirmed rumors of ill health and hospitalizations during this period, but these were downplayed by Yancey himself. The seriousness of his condition became public in November 2005 when Yancey toured Europe performing from a wheelchair. It was later revealed that he suffered from thrombotic thrombostatic pinic purpurea, a rare blood disease, and lupus. Near the end of his life, he was mostly hospital bed bound. Marine Yancey recalled paying $500,000 a month. Yancey transitioned on February 10, 2006 at his home in Los Angeles, California, three days after his 32nd birthday and the release of his final album, Donuts. Marine said that the cause was cardiac arrest. At the time of his death, Yancey had several projects planned for future completion and release. In May 2006, Yancey's mother announced the creation of the J. Dilla Foundation, which will work to cure people affected by lupus. Dave Chappelle gives a special dedication to Yancey in his movie Dave Chappelle's Block Party, which includes the statement, This film is dedicated to the life and memory of music producer James D. Yancey. The film focuses mostly on members of the Soul Aquarians, a collective of hip-hop musicians of which Yancey was also a member. The film was released on May 3, 2006. The Shining was 75% completed when Dilla died, and was completed by Kareem Riggins and released on August 8, 2006 on BBE Records. Yancey's music has been used in various television programs. In 2006, Cartoon Network's late night programming of Adult Swim played the songs Waves, Welcome to the Show, and MASH during the commercial 
Beats for Bumpers in between shows, as well as a number of tracks on their Chrome Children EP. J Love Japan was announced in 2005 as his debut release on Operation Unknown Label. Though it saw a 2006 release in Japan, it was heavily bootlegged elsewhere and did not receive an official release until 2016. In February 2007, a year after his passing, Yancey posthumously received the Plug Awards Artist of the Year as well as the award for Record Producer of the Year. In Yancey's hometown of Detroit, Detroit techno veteran Carl Craig has fronted a movement to install a plaque in honor of Yancey in Connick Gardens where the artist grew up and initiated his career. Rough Draft was reissued as a double CD LP set in 2007 and is sometimes considered his third solo album. The reissue contains unreleased material from the Rough Draft sessions and instrumentals. It was also released in a cassette tape format paying homage to Yancey's dirty, grimy sound as he was known for recording over two-track instrumentals. Champion Sound, Yancey, and Mad Lib's collaborative album was reissued in June 2007 by Stone's Throw Records as a two-CD deluxe edition with instrumentals and B-sides. Sniper Light was an EP released by the hip-hop collaboration Dilla Ghost Doom, consisting of Yancey, Ghostface Killa, and MF Doom. It was recorded sometime in 2005 before Yancey's passing, and it was subsequently released on October 1st, 2008 by Stone's Throw Records. Yancey Boys, the debut album by Yancey's younger brother, John Yancey, was released in 2008 on Delicious Vinyl Records. It was produced entirely by Yancey and features rapping by his brother under the name Illa J. Stone Throw Records released a digital instrumental version of the album in 2009. Despite these accolades and records, there have been documented conflicts between his mother and the executor of his estate, author Eric, regarding future Dilla releases. Him wanting to block everything and her wanting to continue to release smartly. She also stated that Yancey's friends in the hip-hop community, such as Eric Badu, Buster Rhymes, Madlib, Common, and The Roots, have contacted her personally for future projects with Yancey Beats, but the estate has vetoed all future projects not contracted prior to Yancey's death to help pay the cost of medication because she also suffers from lupus and keep her household afloat. Delicious Vinyl donated all proceeds of JD, the Delicious Vinyl Years, to Miss Yancey in 2007. In 2008, Giant Peach created a donation PayPal account for her and Rinsoul.com released a charity mixtape. According to his mother, the family lost their old home in Detroit due to the expenses of taking care of Yancey in his final days. The mother of one of Yancey's children, Monica Whitlow, said it pisses me off everything that's going on with the estate. It's ridiculous because it's been three years and my baby has not seen anything from the estate. Jay Stay Paid, an album featuring 28 previously unreleased instrumental tracks made at various points in his career, was released in 2009 by Nature Sound. Vocals to a select few of the tracks were provided by rappers who were close to Yancey through the majority of the album. The project was mixed and arranged by Pete Rock. At this point, I've avoided using his stage name for the most part. But for this next part, it is important to quote this verbatim. This has been about the one and only, the incredible James D. Yancey, aka JD, aka J. Dilla. On January 24, 2010, an announcement was made on his website regarding the Yancey estate and the Yancey family. The family of late music producer James J. Dilla Yancey is extremely pleased to announce the appointment of West Coast probate attorney Alex Borden as the administrator of Yancey's estate and also to announce the establishment of the official J. Dilla Foundation. The developments mark a new chapter in preserving and enhancing the legacy of the legendary artist and secure a means of future prosperity for his mother, Marine Ma Dukes Yancey, daughters Jemaya Yancey, and Simone Whitlow. And and brother John Illa J. Yancey. In 2010, unreleased production and vocals from Yancey were featured on Slum Village's sixth studio album, Villa Manifesto, the first album with all five members. A resolution for the proposed plaque was passed by the Detroit Entertainment Commission in May 2010 and is currently awaiting approval by the Detroit City Council. In December 2011, Jonathan Taylor, CEO of the Yancey Music Group, founded by Yancey's mother, Maureen Yancey, told the UK's Conspiracy Worldwide radio show that the album Rebirth of Detroit was ready for a May 2012 release. On May 
May 25, 2012, Mahogany Music released limited edition 12-inch vinyl titled Detroit Rebirth Promo EP, leading up to the official release of the Rebirth of Detroit on June 12, 2012. In 2014, Yancey's long-lost MCA Records album entitled The Diary was scheduled for release, but was delayed to April 15, 2016 via Mass Appeal Records. Intended for a release in 2002, the album was a collection of Yancey's vocal performances over production by Madeline, Pete Rock, Knott, House Shoes, Kareem Riggins, and others. The first single is the album's intro cut, The Introduction. Also this year, Marie Yancey donated Yancey's custom-made Minimog Voyager synthesizer and IKEA MPC 3000 to the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. They are a part of the Musical Crossroads exhibit. According to founding Slum Village members T3 in an interview in March 2015, Yancey had about 150 unreleased beats, some of which featured on Slum Village's album entitled Yes, which was released on June 16, 2015. A Yancey-inspired donut shop opened in Detroit on May 3, 2016 to great reception. Created by Yancey's uncle, Herman Hayes, to honor his nephew's legacy, it sold out three times on its first day. In 2020, Dress of Black Sheep announced that he would be releasing a collaborative album with Yancey titled No Words, with unreleased instrumentals of Yancey's provided with the cooperation of his mother. The 20th anniversary edition of Welcome to Detroit was released on February 2021. The book, Dilatine by Dan Charnis, about Yancey's life, work, and influence premiered at number four on the New York Times bestseller list in February 2012. In February 2022, now let's go over the discography of the one and only James J. Dilla Yancey. Studio albums include Welcome to Detroit in 2001, Champion Sound with Mad Lib as J. Lib in 2003, and Donuts in 2006. EPs include Volume 1, unreleased in 2002, Volume 2, Vintage in 2003, and Rough Draft in 2003. Posthumous release studio albums include The Shining in 2006, J. Love Japan in 2007, J. Stay Paid in 2009, and The Diary in 2016. Compilations include J. Delicious, The Delicious Vinyl Years in 2007, Zilla Anthology 1, Dilla's Productions for Various Artists in 2009, Dilla Anthology 2, Dilla's Remixes for Various Artists in 2009, Dilla Anthology 3, Dilla's Production in 2009, Boss Tapes, Reels, and More in 2013, JD, aka J Dilla, The King of Beats Box Set in 2015, Dillatronic in 2015, JD, aka J Dilla, The King of Beats Volume 2, Lost Scrolls in 2016, JD's Mod Collection in 2016, J Dilla's Delights Volume 1 and Volume 2, both in 2017, other posthumous release work, Donuts EP, J Rock's Picks in 2006, Rough Draft re released in 2007, Sniper Life with MF Doom and Ghostface Killer as Dilla Goes Doom in 2008, Donut Shop in 2010, Dilla Troy in 2012, Rebirth of Detroit in 2012, The Lost Scrolls Volume 1 in 2013, Diamonds and Ice in 2013, Give Them What They Want in 2014, The Diary in 2016, Back to the Crib in 2016, and Motor City in 2017. Yancey's passing has had a significant impact on the hip-hop community. Besides countless tribute tracks and concerts, Yancey's death created a wealth of interest in his remaining catalog and, consequently, Yancey's influence on hip-hop production became more apparent. Highly influential for both producers and drummers, he made innovative use of the MPC sampler by employing real-time rhythms and choosing not to quantitize them, thus creating a drunk or laid-back style which was a significant contribution to contemporary popular music that evaded quick interpretation, transcripts, and definition. Questlove, who considers Yancey the world's greatest drummer, stated that he invented the sound that we call neo-soul and he actively sought to emulate Yancey. The University of Illinois' Adam Cruz states that Yancey is considered one of the greatest beat producers in hip-hop history. I can't possibly say it any better than Quest. I told you about him a few episodes ago. Thank you, Dilla, for everything you did to hip-hop, which was almost everything. Your unique flavor and style is missed in the game. Who knows what you would have come up with by now. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hip-Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review where possible. Thank you, and have a great day.